live from the Salvation Army National Headquarters, this is the Fight for Good podcast. Well, hi, everybody, and welcome to another episode of the Fight for Good podcast. I'm your host, Lieutenant Colonel Tim Foley, broadcasting from our offices of the Salvation Army's National Headquarters here in Alexandria, Virginia, on a beautiful spring morning. And we're so glad that you're taking a few moments of your time to give us a listen today. Joining me, as always, is my right-hand man, my uh, left-hand man, my left foot, my right foot, everything. He's a great guy, and I appreciate him so much. Our Warcry Editorial Director, Mr. Jeff McDonald. Good Greetings, morning. Good Colonel. afternoon. Good, good afternoon, Colonel Foley. Thank you for another episode that we can talk about our work, providing inspiration and information about the Established Army and being an evangelical voice for the Army. Well, gosh, that was, like, so <laughs> formal. We're getting... We're getting formal here. <laughs> I was like, hey, how you doing? Well, how's this? You know, you're right. It's springtime. Everything's blooming. And man, we <laughs> captured some of that on the cover of our May war cry. That's it. That's it. And we're here today to discuss the May issue, uh, May 2021. Uh, and it has a, a beautiful, bright, uh, spring-like cover. And we were having a little discussion before we started uh, you know, uh, recording here about, uh, I, I just default naturally to landscapes. I just, I just love landscapes, uh, whether it's, um, watercolors or photography or whatever. So I think uh, Jeff, the staff, uh, knows how to appease me now and then the June issue cover. We'll talk about that. Uh, when that comes out, that's a little different cover. And so the whole staff loves it. And I'm kind of like, eh, I don't know. Not so much, but I love you guys. So it's my parting gift to you. To, to we'll, 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 but we'll talk about that at a later podcast. Also with us, I cannot forget. I cannot forget our illustrious producer, Elizabeth. Hi, Elizabeth. Hello there. You're, you know, you're always so more talkative on the, the, that podcast for the kids that, that we have launched a few months ago. And, I'm, I'm hoping that you would just jump in more, just be more chatty, chatty, chatty with Jeff and I. But I, I, I have a feeling that when we talk, we kind of lull you to sleep. Is that true? I just think you speak so eloquently that to me, to put in my jabber, it would be almost absurd sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> I would just ramble nonsense and ruin the flow. Which is far for the case. Uh, Elizabeth, you're just a joy to work with, and we appreciate all that you're doing behind the scenes, keeping... Uh, you know, managing our media, keeping the, the Salvation Army publications uh, out out and uh, relevant. And it's it's just so great. Thank you for uh, helping me and Jeff, two old men. Uh, we were talking about our grandsons uh, before we got on. And you said uh, you guys give off the grandpa vibe, I think is what the cool said. grandpa vibes, the cool, <laughs> the ones that you want to hang out with. Uh, there you go. Well, mm -hmm. we're, we're, we're so excited. We're so excited to, to have hang out with our grandkids, but we're also so excited today uh, for our listeners to be a part of us and for the opportunity for us to sit and jabber a little bit about the May issue of the war cry. Uh, Jeff, this this war cry uh, just kind of resonates with lots um, 
man, it's just it's just chock full of all kinds of different things that kind of connect. Um, what let's talk. Let's kind of start, I guess, uh, towards the beginning, because we have this section that we really hope that our listeners don't run over, but that they would kind of pay attention to it, because I know you're very intentional. We have a great story on page 11 in the frontline session mm-hmm. section. Do you want to talk a little bit about that? This was provided to us by uh, Amy Hand. He's, she's a director of media relations for the Army's Wisconsin Upper Michigan Division. And it's a story about Matthew, who, um, you know, was a stable guy, um, you know, had a family, but, you know, went through some really tough times and um, found himself desperate, even sleeping in his car on Milwaukee's east side to hear a knock on the window and the police, you know, told him to move on. Fortunately, he uh, did, he was in a homeless encampment and his story of recovery is, is powerful and it just shows, you know, we talk about inequality these days, but really we're all equal in the sight of God. And here's this man who came to a new hope through Salvation Army Services. So we were uh, happy to hear from the, um, the Office of the Development Director in that Wisconsin and Upper Michigan Division uh, requesting that we send a PDF of this article <clears throat> and possibly they will order additional copies to distribute to their donors and those people in their community who uh, are associated with the Army who, who can learn more about it. So that's that's really a powerful story. And, it, you know, it's replicated in so many ways by the Army throughout the country, throughout the world. This is just one example. I, and it's it's interesting the the last year of how the army's um, assistance to humanity has risen uh, to the attention of a lot of people. Uh, the, the the financial trust has risen. The uh, the communities across America and across the world uh, continue to turn to the Salvation Army. Uh, both both and all political parties look to the army. They don't necessarily agree with maybe the ethos of our theology or whatever, but they certainly can't argue with what it is that we do. And I think here at National Publications, you you just kind of highlighted something that, you know, we want to continue to, uh, it may be a cheesy thing, but we we really want to salute the men and women, the officers, soldiers, employees, and volunteers of the Salvation Army throughout the United States that are doing a lot of stuff uh, that goes unnoticed, especially in just caring for individuals uh, like Matthew. Uh, and Jeff, uh, he says something here at the end. Uh, I might not be alive if it weren't for coming here. You know, and how how precious each person, every person is on this planet in the eyes of God. And uh, that that article just kind of resonated with me. With this is what this is what it's about. You know, this is the gospel. Uh, It's not about big church services. It's about one-on-one, the type of thing that we can do. We give opportunity for somebody to have a transformed life. Yeah, and our cover speaks to that. You know, God has given us a new birth into a living hope, and the Army is true to that, you know, policy of rebirth and regeneration and the new life that salvation provides, that God has provided. 
I have been thinking a lot too lately. I guess it's because I was really moved uh, by the Academy Award winning pitcher Nomadland uh, about, you know, how sometimes on the face value, we look at someone or we look at something and we kind of make judgments. And, and oftentimes we look at homeless people and we make judgments. We forget those individuals have a story. Uh, they they had a mom, they had a dad, and they have families, and they have kin, and they have been on a journey. And what I love about our ministry in the Salvation Army is a ministry of compassion. Uh, it's overwhelming uh, when you, you do this work day in and day out, trying to care for people. A lot of homeless have uh, severe mental illness situations. They, they, uh, some of them are not just sweet and easy to work with. But you got to pull back a lot of those layers. And we commend the people um, in the Salvation Army West Corps in, in Milwaukee for uh, for taking the time to save this one gentleman. We know that God has you, you know, used the means of the support in the community, and they used the, the hands and feet of the people at that core. And, of course, the Holy Spirit was involved in transformation. But God bless, uh, God bless this work. And, and I guess, Jeff, we just— don't want it. We just don't want people to be weary in doing good. Keep keep at it. Yeah, yeah. And um, there there's joy in it. And you're right. But there's also really hard work. And you know, we hope that our mag or what our communications can help people. You know, grab a piece of solitude or a moment of reflection so that they can recharge their batteries. As you know, Colonel, how difficult that is when you're in, in frontline ministry with the Army. Yeah. And again, uh, that's why, you know, I prophetically continue to speak out to this organization and the workers in it, you know, have balance, uh, have boundaries and make time for rest, you know, make time for Sabbath so that you can keep at it. You know, and and again, Paul, the Apostle Paul reminds us not to become weary in, in doing good. You know, the well, the well, uh, the, the wellness is, is so vital in so many different things. And it's amazing, Jeff, to think about where the Salvation Army is in the world. We have an article about the uh, work officially opening in the country of Bulgaria. It's the 132nd country. I, I, I don't know. Is there like 200 and something countries in the world and you think about it the salvation army is in covers most of the world and unified in our work in helping others yeah and that's a good example of you know the um, indigenous kind of uh, turning to the army that takes place and you know key individuals make it happen at the grassroots level you know and then of course the army hierarchy gets involved and supports but it's really, you know, it, it's hard to imagine the burning need sometimes that exists in places around the world where people are, you know, don't have the benefit of uh, education or, you know, a good means of living, et cetera. It's hard to, you know, really understand the the desperation that people can be involved in sometimes. And that's the army's right there responding. One of the things, you know, Jeff, I'm I'm in... I'm about to complete 39 years as an active officer here. And one of the things that keeps me motivated to, to do what it is I do as a Salvation Army officer is the, um, the effort, the strong effort to help humanity, uh, that we don't take uh, political sides, that we just zero in 
on the need. And we used to have these different slogans, like one of them when I was a young officer was meet the need at the point of need. And we have a real brief article here on page 13. It kind of stresses the things that are currently are like uh, politically divisive for people and uh, people want to argue in the media and in in the halls of, of uh, you know, the Capitol on the whole immigration thing. What the Army wants to do is make sure people stay alive and uh, to be enabled. And we commend uh, the work that's happening down on the, the Texas-Mexico border, especially the folks in El Paso, uh, what they're doing at the, I think it's the uh, McAllen Corps. Right. Yeah. Um, yeah, they're, they're providing f- food and clothing and blankets and, you know, this, the personal touch, especially the children, you know, caught in that awful border controversy and, you know, difficult situations. So, yeah, another example of the Army's presence. I guess I would also be amiss a to remind Salvationists that even when you're working with children, remember those children grow up and those children have solid memories. And I have been blessed to meet, you know, grown adults over the years who have told me stories of what the Salvation Army did uh, to help them and their family when they're children. Um, amazing sort of thing. So uh, generation after generation, the uh, the 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 help that the Salvation Army is providing uh uh, across, uh, you know, racial lines, ac- across country lines uh, is is commendable. Yeah. And, you know, our theme for this issue was the uh, is the um, diversity, uh, dealing with diversity and, the, you know, being one in Christ. And you say it well in your editorial. Over the years, my wife and I have had the privilege to work in diverse ministry settings that offered us tremendous multicultural experience. The variety of races, ages, languages, and cultures has enriched my life beyond measure. I can only hope that my life has done the same to those I have encountered. Of course, that's kind of a pressing issue these days, isn't it? When we're with identity politics and the tendency to, you know, categorize people by certain racial, cultural stereotypes. <laughs> Yeah, you know, I mean, we've had we've had a lot of discussion offline about the subject, and in our editorial team, you know, how to wrestle with some of these issues: the the racial division, the cancel culture, the um, the, the uh, nihilism um, uh, that just seems to be rising more and more in our country. And you know, I think for me, Jeff, is making sure that my apologetic is gospel based and. I just keep leaning, I keep leaning to Jesus and I keep leaning to the teachings of Jesus and I keep leaning to Matthew 5, 6, and 7. I mean, if I didn't have any other scripture but the Sermon on the Mount, I think within that, it it encapsulates everything that we need to do in our lives. And uh, I I, I do, I feel very passionate about this uh, because we, we have to get past all of our our hurts and we have to listen to each other we have to appreciate each other i was listening to somebody uh, last week who was saying we've got to get past this agree to disagree sort of thing let's just focus on the things that we agree and move forward uh and and i think that's what we're trying to do uh with our uh, works with the salvation army we're not necessarily perfect with it always but i think we're making a great 
uh, attempt. And uh, we are in these communities the ambassadors for uh, reconciliation, and we need to continue to move in that. So we're we're greatly encouraged by uh, uh, what we see happening uh, across the country. Also, uh, we hope our readers pay attention to the army at large in the United States. Jeff, there was a back in the day when the war cry was produced every week. Uh, you were around for those days. Uh, when and when the war cry moved to being produced twice a month, now we're we're we we only do twelve issues uh, a year, uh, but we've always told the story of what the army is doing, and our our editorial team kind of scours all sorts of sources to uh, come up with the army at large uh, portion. There's just a lo- there's just a great variety here of. Uh, different things the Salvation Army is doing. Right, and we try to make that a spotlight. We're not trying to be thorough or, you know, all-inclusive, but just give examples of the type of work the Army is doing here and abroad. Well, and I'm, I'm looking on, on page 16, and I'm seeing one of my former uh, students when I was uh, out at the training college in the West, uh, uh, Captain Sam uh, Lamar, uh, receiving a, an award uh, being acknowledged for what he's doing and his wife is doing in, in Aurora during the pandemic. And I'm seeing a, a croc center in green Bay, uh, what, what they're doing, how they're addressing the, the pandemic and, uh, you know, on and on it goes all over the place, what we do with uh, these disasters. So again, uh, we salute and uh, we encourage our readers to take a little bit of time uh, on that. Uh, Jeff, we've we've been continuing our profiles. Uh, Major uh, Jason Swain uh, has done a great job. Uh, we're we're I think we're I think we're in our second year of doing this, aren't we? Oh yeah, that, easily that, that feature. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, and and you'll recognize uh, folks around uh, national headquarters if you listen to the podcast and you take time to look at the magazine. Uh, we notice one of our favorites here, uh, Sabrina Kaiser, is is uh, highlighted. Director of Social Services for the Salvation Army USA's Western Territory at present. She, she, she defected from NHQ yeah. and ran, to, ran west, and she smartly did. so. <laughs> she ran to the... No, I can't say that. I'm, I'm supposed to plant my territorial flag at the door when I come into national headquarters. But uh, hmm. yeah, well, the West is innovative, right? But uh, she says in her profile, the Salvation Army in the U.S. has recognized its need for more intentional action in the area of diversity, equity, and inclusion. So there again, and that uh, topic rises. But yeah, she's doing a great job in the West, you know, especially with the homeless initiative. We would encourage our our listeners to, you know, send us your names of people that, you know, are uh, movers and shakers in your community that have a connection to the Salvation Army, whether they're uh, a volunteer, whether they're an employee, whether they're a soldier, whether they're an officer. Uh, We really like to... uh, kind of explore this topic. And, and I hope uh, as the magazine goes forward that we will uh, continue with this uh, unique little feature. It's kind of fun. Um, 
Jeff, I always like kind of short things to read in other magazines. You know, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. It's kind yep. of like, and, and this kind of has a people magazine feel to it a little bit. Um, it's, people may like or dislike, but I, I just like this feature. Yeah, you're right, Colonel. We have to really be conscious of the need to make text messaging simple, straightforward, brief, inclusive. That's the trend. So we're going to move on here. We had a we have a podcast uh, with an uh, uh, interview Michelle did with uh, Jenny Lesko. And we have uh, a couple of, of features here about a couple pages about her family and their their uh, ministry and uh, her husband and her and how they've uh, reached out to um, the people of Montana, of all places. And I will remind you that Montana is in the great Northwest Division, the Western Territory, Jeff. Is, is there anything that you want to say about this uh, particular well, article? she raises a couple of really interesting points that, you know, the church at large is dealing with, number one, in this day of remote access and people, an online church and mobility. She has found, Jenny Lesko and her husband uh, have found that being rooted in one place is more effective to, um, you know, provide services to the community uh, and, and forming relationships. She also deals with the question of um, what do we, how do we deal with this environment where we have to be so careful not to offend because people are ready to jump on any, any discussion with criticism and even canceling. So, and I, you know, you, th- you talk about the gospel. I think the gospel is really a conspiracy isn't it? It's, it's a really uh, goes against the grain of the world in so many ways. And, it, you know, the, the title of the magazine is The War Cry, and it is a war, uh, really, when you come down to it. We have to acknowledge that the spiritual foundations that God has created for the world are not fully revealed here and are called, and he calls us to try to lay those foundations as best we can. So I thought those two points she made were interesting. And I'm sure you have thoughts on that, Colonel. Well, I mean, there's there's so many different things. Well, uh, on this article, uh, uh, this this is uh, like concise. It, it's a concise article about some of her key thoughts. But we do have a longer podcast. I think it's about 30, 40 minutes uh, that you can listen to the full interview. And we would encourage you uh, to say that. Of course, we know that. The message of the gospel is offensive to those. The cross is offensive to those that are perishing. You know, the Apostle Paul talks about that in in Corinthians. But even though that the message of the cross may be offensive, it doesn't mean we as uh, followers of Jesus need to be offensive in our approach uh, with, with people. And that's, again, that ties back to what I love and respect and why I stay and why I joined the Salvation Army in the first place was because of, of what it was doing to try to help humanity in the name of the Lord uh, and not shoving religion down people's throats. Uh, but, you know, telling people there is, there is a way and uh, that way is through Jesus Christ and introducing people to Christ. And I think, Jeff, in this day and age, we as Christians need to be very intentional uh, of how we're uh, presenting the gospel and really what's a post-exilic kind of uh, expression of of faith right now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
Right, and also that, you know, uh, the the task is to let people know that the gospel is not a pejorative. It's not, it's not all about judgment, you know, or condemnation. No, no, it, it, it's not. It, it, the go- to me, the gospel is, I mean, Jesus talks about in John 10 about the abundant life. And how the, the abundant life is not me daydreaming about floating around on a cloud on heaven. I mean, all these stereotypes of heaven sounds extremely boring to me. Uh, I, I can't wait to go there, but it hasn't been revealed to what that, all that is. I mean, it's beyond what we could ever imagine. Right. And I think that's, that's an incredible thing, but also while we're here now, uh, th- that's where we're supposed to find the sense of joy, which is not joy. Doesn't mean this kind of unreal, slick, empty happiness, feeling of happiness all the time, but it's a deep sense of contentment of, of what it is we have understanding the moments that we have uh, and being surrounded. And I, I get Jeff, I get hit by these waves of gratitude and melancholy, I guess you call it. And maybe it's because I'm, you know, uh, getting a lot older in my life. And uh, I realize that, you know, most of my life is behind me. It's not like I'm going to die tomorrow, but you know what I mean? It's, it's sort of like, okay, Let's make the most of this moment right now. Let's engage in the world. Let's continue to serve suffering humanity. Let's show the love of God by how we're responding. And we're not going to respond by uh, standing on street corners and yelling at people that don't agree with us. Yeah, yeah. So on that subject, you know, the article by Captain Daniel Ganwa which is a reprint from the word and deed on reaching the new marginalized, you know, speaks right to that point that, you know, the immigrants are the new marginalized in our country, in our world. And uh, he's, you know, offers encouraging ways to embrace them and to think more um, globally. As he says that um, he, he considers a multi-ethnic church core as a congregation in which the majority of the members tend to be open-minded and culturally responsive and which provides culturally responsive worship and preaching. So uh, that's another strong article on that subject. Well, you know, I, I can't help, and you guys are probably going to, you know, put your finger in your mouth and slowly gag, but I'm just like, I'm thinking, I'm thinking of another Hamilton lyric here. Oh, good, I'm good. like, <laughs> Lafayette and Hamilton, they say, immigrants, we get the job done. And you usually everybody claps and laughs in the audience at that point. And, you know, this country was built on immigrants. Uh, it was built on people coming together, believing in, in uh, democracy. And I, I know this good captain, he, he reached out uh, with a great word of appreciation the other day to me personally for, uh, for uh, bringing this article, which, which was in Word and Deed, um, which is our theological uh, journal, but we felt it was very important to get a little bit wider uh, readership on this uh, because we really think that this is an important thing that salvationists need to embrace and really understand uh, and then and to move forward with it. So we're, we're grateful uh, for uh, uh, the good Captain uh, de Canwa. I hope I said your name right, sir, uh, for sharing with us and uh, continue to encourage him to write. Now, we're turning the page here, and we've got, uh, again, uh, our graphics team is amazing. Uh, They have our design team, Jeff, 
this this I turn the page and I see the beauty of falling apart. Tell us a little bit about this article. It's a great article by uh, Lieutenant Stephanie Pavlakis about you know the really how do you attain true community and uh, you know from her own perspective she has been a bit of a perfectionist she admits she's probably quite a perfectionist really um but she you know came to a point where she did still didn't feel like she measured up you know she didn't didn't feel like she quite knew what she was doing or fit in or all that and i think we can all relate to those feelings so she you know acknowledges the need to drop pretenses to be real with each other to you know in a in a church community in a core community to really take off the masks and um you know she she reinforces that idea in in this really well-written article and you're right the graphics team shout out to them they understand, you oh know, gosh, our, yeah. our graphics team, they, you need to grasp the meaning that's, that you're being conveyed. Editorial and design are one. And uh, when we pull it off, it's, it's, just, it's, it just, it's great. We also like to make sure that we're having a, a diversity of expression, uh, not that it's just not all uh, PR or news or articles that are deep, but we have a nice poem called Softly, and we would encourage our listeners and our readers to uh, think about, you know, sending us your uh, contributions when it comes to poetry or spoken word or or uh, great photography. You know, um, Jeff, I think, I think that's important. The Warcry has done that for decades, and that, that we continue to offer those kind of venues for people. Yeah, you know, it's funny. I talked to Robert Johnson up there in Massachusetts, an older gentleman who was very patient. He submitted this poem a long time ago, and we kind of delayed it and delayed it. But he has been on the, the advisory board for the Army in his town. Uh, he volunteers, has volunteered with the Army. Just a very humble kind of guy. So, you know, you have to respect that kind of bedrock sentiment for people to do good and want to do good and to help the army do its mission. I I do want to inform our listeners that my wife and I are currently under farewell orders. And so uh, the next issue of the war cry, the June 2021 issue of the war cry will be the last issue that my grubby little hands will be on Jeff. Um, But we're um, there's some significant changes in the internal organization uh, of uh, publications that has been made by administration. And my wife and I uh, have been given marching orders to go back to our home territory. And Jeff, you know, I'm so thrilled. Uh, Cindy has been given the the new job and to be the divisional commander of the Northwest Division. We call it the Great Northwest Division, which covers uh, the, the entire state of Washington, northern Idaho, and most of Montana, and she will become the first uh, married woman officer for that division. We also have my session mate, uh, Major Nancy Dela, is a married woman officer. She's a DC in Portland. So, uh, hooray for gender equality! And, uh, and and I'm so proud that I'll be able to go and help her. And I get to do. Uh, I'm the divisional leader of leader of leader of officer development. And so that kind of opens up my pastoring and teaching and mentoring sort of role 
uh, with the officers, and I see it extending into soldiers, employees, and and whoever throughout that area. So it's a uh, it's exciting times and it's sad times, and we're going to have a in the future here. We're going to have a kind of a uh, my last podcast will probably will go into kind of a reflection and then looking forward. So uh, this sort of thing is in, in transition. Uh, the war cry will continue to be in capable hands. Our uh, current peer editor, Captain Jamie Satterley, who will be a major this June. I keep reminding these kids out, kids that they're going to be old people real soon. Uh, she's going to be the director of publications. She'll continue to work very closely with you, Jeff. And there'll be some shifts with uh, the Fight for Good podcast that we'll probably talk about as we go uh, further on, as we get more knowledge about that. But my hat's off to you, good sir, uh, for the May issue of The War Cry. We're uh, very excited about it. And Elizabeth, thank you for the continued work. I think this is podcast number 80 or something like that. And uh, this has been a lot of fun. But uh, there you go. Wonderful. And this has a great fit for you, Colonel, out there with your new appointments for both you and Colonel Cindy. That's, uh, you know, the expansive, sounds like an expansive geographical area, but also a lot of potential there. And boy, what a great opportunity for you to, you know, work with people that in that way to share your knowledge and wisdom with officers. Well, with that, that's going to conclude this episode of the Fight for Good podcast. We thank you for taking a few uh, few hours. <laughs> uh, we want you to make sure if you haven't subscribed to the Fight for Good podcast and the Battle Line podcast, wherever you listen to your podcasts at, please make sure that uh, you're downloading and giving listen uh, to our podcast and also tell a friend. Uh, being an ambassador for the Fight for Good podcast and also for the War Cry magazine. You can read the entire issue of the May 2021 uh, issue of the War Cry at thewarcry.org. It will be up there for you, and, and you can also pick up a copy at your local Salvation Army unit. You also can subscribe at our website, $12 a year. Jeff, you have kept the cost of that in line. It's so great. But we also want to remind you that Peer Magazine is available, too. Peer Magazine is our award-winning magazine uh, for young people, the Z generation in particular. You can also follow all our social media on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Well, until next time, this has been the Fight for Good podcast. Bye for now. Subscribe to Fight for Good wherever you listen to podcasts.